A popular outcast production. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Portable Power, episode 11. Today's Wednesday, November 6, 2013. Uh, it's 4.14 Pacific Standard Time. My name is Mark Matters. I'm here with... Kevin Seibert. Emerson Smith. And uh, today's episode is sort of a... You can almost call it a, f- a, a fan request, listener appreciation, maybe. Uh, pretty much everything we're talking about is stuff that fans have either emailed, emailed us about or Facebook requested or something like that. So we're going to be discussing um, emulation particularly on uh, mobile phones, and then we will also be reviewing Mega Man X for iOS. In other exciting news, we have fans. People listen to this. Sweet <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, um, Emrys, you were at the grocery store masturbating or something? No, I was, oh. I was buying my beverage. Okay, what but, is your you beverage? Know. <laughs> little spooge may have come out. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was feeling playful, so I decided to pick up Sprecker's Bootleggers Bourbon Barrel Hard Root Beer Flavored Malt Beverage. Holy crap. That is a really long name. I'm surprised they fit that on the label. Yeah, it's hard root beer. I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah, it tastes like root beer that was sort of fermented for a while in someone's colon. <laughs> <laughs> so it's... So... You're enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Of- they claim it was fermented in a bourbon barrel, but you and I know the truth. <laughs> That's what I call my butthole. I don't know. Is that weird? <laughs> um, how was your Halloween, Emrys? It was awesome. I watched like a bunch of movies. Um, Maximum Overdrive was directed by Stephen King. It's a interesting look into the mind of Stephen King. Yeah. Although it was totally derivative, but I can't really complain about that because he was mostly derivative of himself. Oh. It was like Carrie. It was exactly like Carrie, only like maximum overdrive, as per the title. We also watched we watched Reanimator, which stood up surprisingly well. It's a great movie. It has Jeffrey Combs in it. Well, it's a Lovecraft story. They're timeless. Yeah, but it all it also has like severed head uh, caningulus in it so <laughs> it's very strange four stars yeah. <laughs> no really it's pretty good yeah. watch it reanimator there's two sequels that are increasingly bad yeah I-, I saw it like 25 years ago so maybe i'll give it another chance yeah no it's I-, I was surprised i was expecting it to be dreadful but it was fun and then we watched the mystery science theater 3000 oh that's a great way to end the night yeah a bunch of 80s movies really mm-hmm. in a row it's cool did you play any scary video games only Pokemon. Yeah. I played a lot of a lot of Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Well, how about you, Kevin? What are you drinking? Uh, tonight I am drinking a Triple Danver Deconic. It's a uh, Belgian triple. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. I've never had it before, but I'm enjoying myself. Awesome. How was your Halloween? Uh, my Halloween was pretty good. Uh, I went to my friend's house and helped her hand out candy. And then watched an episode of The Walking Dead from the middle of season three. I, I oh. broke up with that show a long time ago. Uh, um, so that was the uh, first episode I've seen of season three. It was in the middle of the season, and I still hate that show. So, yeah, yeah I'm not going to go back to it. <laughs> I'm holding on. In fact, I'll be watching an episode or two later tonight to catch up. But, man, it's I, I can't decide if I hate things about it just because they're different from the comic or if they're legitimately bad. They're legitimately bad. It's I I'm okay with the idea of it not of things not happening as they happened in the comic because I I like being surprised by things uh-huh. and I don't want to see a direct comic to television show adaptation. Right. But the pa- the pacing on that show is broken. It's bad. It's awful. Like they they just they need yeah. to actually have stuff happen. Like the the comic is very slow paced, yeah. but the difference is you can read an issue of the comic book in about ten or fifteen minutes, whereas every episode of the show takes you an hour. Right. And when it takes them half a season to resolve a plot thread, well, you're talking about seven hours for mm-hmm. trying to find a missing little girl. 
Yeah. Oh my god. And that is bad television, sir. <laughs> All right. I mean, realistically, she should be dead after half an hour. Well, because it's the, the Walking Dead. She was dead after half an hour. It's just they took them. It took them seven hours to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what are you playing? What am I playing? I have been continuing on with Pokemon X. I haven't really been playing other games in in the meantime. I've just been doing that. I've been getting into breeding a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I started uh, breeding Tyranitar, um, not Tyranitars, uh, Tyrants. Tyrant, yeah. Yeah, Tyrants a little bit. Um, so adorable. Because, well, they're, they're a rock type, and, uh, you know, they're always rock hard and ready to go, so. <laughs> awesome. Kevin used to make fun of me for breeding for natures, and yesterday he was like, I'm trying to get a modest Charmander, and I'm like, I have a modest Ditto, and I can do that for you instantly. <laughs> who's laughing now? <laughs> I am. I'm I just I'm not pleased with what I've turned into, but I have no regrets. <laughs> so, it's a hard game to put down. Yeah. I have to chime in and uh, I got into the Hearthstone beta. It's a Blizzard collectible card game. Oh. Technically it is sort of portable because there's an iPad version that's coming, but right now I think it's just the beta for PCs and it's the most fun game that Blizzard has ever made. Wow. Yeah, it's really addictive. Since it is on iPad, I'll count that as portable, and you can re- talk about it on another episode, like a, re- a review or, oh. a, or a preview or whatever. Cool, yeah. I'm, I'm terrible at the game. <laughs> it's just, just dreadful. And uh, so, Mark, what are you drinking tonight? Well, um, I have 21st Amendment Brewery's Fireside Chat. It is a winter spiced ale, and I have never had it, but a lot of people at work were talking about it. Um, comes in a can, and, you know, I think I've said it on the show before, I don't normally take it in the can, but I'm going to make an exception tonight. Was that a euphemism <laughs> on purpose? <laughs> I don't normally take it in the can, but tonight I make an exception? <laughs> Just for you two. <laughs> hmm, that is interesting. It's a little, um, a hint of spice, but it's it's almost very, um, Porter-esque. It's not bad. You know what's also interesting? I've been reading further on the, the label of this this hard root beer, and I found this. Malt beverage with artificial flavors and caramel color and aged in bourbon barrels. Oh. Like, for some reason. Like, they had them lying around, and they just filled them with swill <laughs> and left it there. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt No, you. it's okay. And uh, what, are you, what are you playing, Mark? I, I'm only playing Pokemon. I am, I am almost <laughs> 100 hours into Pokemon X. And oh I still haven't beaten the game. I am still just, I, I find Pokemon and I want to evolve them and I want to see their moves. And I have been, just been doing that most of the time. Um, I can't decide on a, a team and I feel like I want to beat the game with like my team, but I don't have that team yeah. yet. I have a bunch of characters that I like, but they change like almost every day. My team is alternating, but um, I'm big on Halucha right now. Uh, that's the, the flying fighting type. Yeah, he's like, like a, a hawk. Yeah, like the Mexican oh, wrestler yeah. hawk or whatever it is. Yep. Well, I have a female Halucha, and she's a beast. And she fly. I use her for fly most of the time to, to fast travel, but um, mm-hmm. she has all these hilarious wrestling moves. And so <laughs> I just I keep going back to her. She's my she's one of my favorites right now. Any, anyone else that you've discovered as a new favorite? You know, it took me a long time to evolve Tyranitar. Mm-hmm. Or Tyranitar or whatever, and I don't like him that much. I turned out to not really care for him. I really like um, Auroros. That's the other fossil one? Yeah. And then... I don't know. I can't off the top of my head, that's all I can think of. But I, It'll probably be a good another week until I decide to finish the game, because I'm going to have to move on at some point, or this podcast is going to f- suffer. <laughs> <laughs> or we could just turn into a Pokemon podcast. That would be ideal. <laughs> no. Ugh. I can't talk about just one game. You think our no- our listener numbers are bad now, man. I don't know. <laughs> are you kidding? They would double. They would double overnight. Perhaps. Perhaps. They would all be 14-year-olds. So how was your Halloween? Let me tell you about my Halloween. So you guys didn't dress up, did you? No. No. I did. And I'll tell you what I dressed up as. I dressed up as someone who was not projectile vomiting. <laughs> and... <laughs> It was easily 
the most unconvincing costume I have ever worn <laughs> in my life. Um, I had, I was sicker than I've been in years, and I don't know why. I ended up in the emergency room after two days of this. Oh my god! And I s- still look like the ghost of Skeletor to this day, and it's been a week. Holy shit! So Halloween being like one of my favorite holidays. It was really disappointing. Like, well, we just yeah. sat the candy outside and just <laughs> let the wolves go at it. <laughs> didn't even answer the door. Oh, no. Um, it sucked. I didn't even... We watched maybe one movie, and then I had to just go right back to sleep. I, at one point, spent 24 straight hours in bed, and I was sick for about 72 hours. So. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. Yay, Halloween. I hope you're feeling better now. Uh, well, I'm good enough to drink. <laughs> do you ever feel bad enough that you can't drink oh if i have any kind of like head cold drinking makes it a hundred times worse and i always regret it so if i'm if i even have a sniffle i will not drink yeah it's probably smart all right well i'm gonna move on i have a little bit of news that i'd like to talk about um first and foremost the big no n- big news of the week is um swap note man been disabled yeah. that's what happens when people send penises to children <laughs> well the story was just updated today, and I'll tell you the real reason Nintendo pulled their support of the service. Um, at least three men in Japan were arrested on charges of child porn yeah. and improper acts with girls like 12 years old and under. Right. Yeah, and they got their friend codes in forums, which is pretty common, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then started sending... Sending or receiving, that wasn't clear to me, nude photos of the girls. Um, I, I guess if they're on child porn charges, they received some photos. One of, one of the girls' parents had disabled internet functionality on their 3DS, but somehow the little girl figured out how to turn it back on. I mean, kids are smarter than parents when it comes to this stuff these days, so it's not too surprising. Right. Yeah, not the friendly cartoon penises that we send to each other. These were no, real penises. No, at first, <laughs> at first I thought that's what it was. I was like, oh man. They finally got sick of all the wiener drawings, but no, (laughs) No, no. this is, like, legitimate, like, awful stuff. Yeah, like, crime. It's kind of, it's, in a way, it's sort of noble of Nintendo, but in a way, it's kind of stupid, because it's not Nintendo's fault. Well, see, Nintendo, like, Nintendo has a policy and, like, just a public image where they have zero tolerance for that. Like, all of their, all of their internet functionality has always been geared around preventing people from being perverts to each other that's why like the pokemon white 2 like you couldn't even chat with people really yeah you could just send like a a star to them and that was it yeah like nintendo has always been really strict about this kind of thing like i think isn't that pretty much the reason that they were so late to the to the table with you know any of the internet offerings that Mm -hmm. you know the other consoles have been doing just because oh, they were afraid sure. of this shit happening. And, oh, yeah. look, the first time they do it, this is what happens. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I get it. But at the same time, like, what do we do next? Do we start, okay, Facebook, Skype, Snapchat, you know, Apple, like, just shut down because people are using your services to do naughty things. Well, no, because those other companies aren't Nintendo. Nintendo is right. has a squeaky clean, family-friendly image that none of these other platforms or companies have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Nintendo is absolutely going to continue being this way, and Microsoft and Sony don't give a shit. Right. Yeah. I mean, you you can't tell me that like no eight year old boy on Xbox Live has ever gotten like a photograph of a wiener sent to him by some old pervert. Pretty much every joke on Penny Arcade from like the early Xbox era was about Gabe sending pictures of his testicles to Tycho on <laughs> Xbox. <laughs> Except. And and that's basically what's happened, except people do it to children, which yeah. is wrong. Ugh. Not okay. And listen, kids, kids, don't send naked pictures of yourself to people. Any, just don't. Yeah. There's no reason to draw draw a picture of yourself naked if you have to. <laughs> we really do there give the go. most robust parenting advice on this podcast. Actually, I think that's also child pornography. Actually, maybe not. I'm um, unclear. Child drawn a- pornography. <laughs> well, there was a thing just this... There there are some fine lines. There was a thing I saw just this week that I want to say it's Vietnam, but don't quote me. Um, they're using a computer-generated image of a little girl, I think, to catch child predators. And wow. uh, it, they're using it for, like, online chats, and it's just, like, this animated little girl. But 
if you do the wrong thing, they come and get you, and you are off to jail. Chris Hansen. Wow. Cyber warrior. Yes. Um, all right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna be really sad that we can't send each other rude images anymore. Yeah. But I understand for now, Nintendo. I, I hope they just like update it with like a, a an age limit. I don't know. Like you need to input your credit card or something. I don't. I don't, I don't <laughs> have a solution, but that's that's not what I meant. I didn't mean I didn't mean like it's a 900 number or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they should just they should just call it like Dick Swap. And make that a key part of the service. I'm okay with that. <laughs> is it like a wiener of the month club or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure some of our drawings would be like top contenders. We had some great ones. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to move on. Um, have you guys heard about the mystery egg bug in Pokemon? Yeah. No. Well, for our listeners that don't know, be extremely careful um, when trading um, wonder trade or otherwise, because there's apparently this game destroying bug where you'll receive a Pokemon and it will be infected. And when I say infected, I mean by like a computer virus, like something wrong with the hardware or software. And you get this Pokemon as an egg, it never hatches. And if it's in a box with another Pokemon, it'll turn all those other Pokemon that you've caught and worked hard on into other eggs that will never hatch. Oh, and unless you yeah, it's like a game-destroying bug. You have to, If you get one of these eggs, you have to isolate it to a box and never let any other Pokemon get near it because it will turn them into eggs and they'll never hatch. And <laughs> people have had their entire inventories destroyed by these eggs. Wow, that's amazing. It It's rumored that it's because people have been hacking the game, and yeah. that's the next story that I'm going to talk about a little bit. You know, the hacking community is... I don't know how to how I feel about them. They're well, I don't know. They oh, don't want to work. Pokemon <laughs> hacking has always been like a a thing because in order to be competitive, like pro competitive, you have to spend countless hours breeding. Right. And people accuse most of the pro players of just cheating and like hacking their their game cards to give them mm -hmm. good stats. Yeah, and that's I mean, I don't how is that competitive, really? Well, when it comes down to it. I mean, the competitiveness is just in like the strategy and the tactics that you use to play with these guys. But the problem is that you just need these base stats to be on the the level. So it, there's still a lot of skill involved, but it's just like no drudgery. I don't know. So all the skills in the battling, but they take all the skill out of the raising the Pokemon. Is it really skill though? Is it? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I've done a lot of reading, and it's very frustrating. I can easily see someone just going, screw this, I can download, I can download a whatever. As far as I know, the, the progress right now they have on hacking of X and Y is that they can get the Pokemon from the 3DS onto mm -hmm. a PC. From there, they can edit the stats any way they want. They can even give them like custom paint jobs, make them shiny, whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. They haven't been able to get them back into the game. At least that's what they're saying. I think it's. I think it will ruin online battling if if this gets widespread. Maybe it has in past generations, and this is just new to me. But if everybody just is able to go, well, I'm just going to give myself max HP and max defense. And da 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 da. I mean, I don't know. But then we wouldn't have to do Pokemon and me or any of that stupid <laughs> super training anymore. Yeah. But I want to feed my Pokemon cupcakes. I like feeding <laughs> them cupcakes. I don't like doing any of that other stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean. I don't think that the Pokemon hacking is going to be that big of a problem in X and Y, just because I know that Nintendo is prepared for it. They are. They'll be able to squash it. Having the ranks linked to your account online makes it really easy for them to ban people if they find them using hacked Pokemon. Right. So I think competitively, it's not... I think the actual people who care about the competition do not cheat. That's, That's my awesome. feeling. That's just my suspicion. but Well, it can't be a whole lot worse, though, in the end than what Kevin was describing earlier this week, that everyone online just uses Mewtwo and destroys... <laughs> that was such bullshit. I was pissed. Like, the, 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 way, the way it worked is, I would go online in battle. It was, you know, three Pokemon versus three Pokemon. Not at the same time, but, you know, single battles of three Pokemon on a team. And every game where someone used Mewtwo... I would lose, and every game where the person didn't use Mewtwo, I would win. And 
<laughs> it was the most ridiculous horse shit in the world. Like Mewtwo has no counter. None. He can learn any move by TM, which means he can counter anything you throw at him. I like, and I almost killed Mewtwo a couple of times, but like it didn't matter. He's just he's so fast and so powerful that he can just one or two shot every Pokemon that I have. Yeah, we um, that's just the free play though. There's ranked mode. They disable like half the legendaries. Right. I need to start playing ranked. Yeah. But yeah, free play is awesome. It's just like, who can get Mewtwo out first? Who has better <laughs> Mewtwo training? This is like Street Fighter 4 all over again, where just everybody's using Ken. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's not even Street Fighter anymore. It's the Ken fighting game. <laughs> Ken fighting it's disgusting. All right, well, let's get into the meat of this episode. Kevin, by listener request, you are reviewing Mega Man X for iOS? Yes, I am. Uh, Mega Man X. I heard that you loved it. Um, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, get into, I'll get into the feelings it evoked in me. <laughs> um, they, were, they were many. Okay, I lied. They weren't many. There was just one feeling that I experienced while playing Mega Man X for iOS, and that is rage. <laughs> uh, Mega Man X, is, for the iOS, is a port of the 1993 Super Nintendo game uh, that was a spinoff of the classic Mega Man series. And my opinion of the iOS port of this game is that, like many drugs, it should be a controlled substance. <laughs> I found that, you know, while playing it, similar to a recreational drug, my state of consciousness was radically altered. <laughs> I transcended my normal state of being and metamorphosed into an entity of pure rage, driven by <laughs> nothing but hatred and aggression for all those involved in the production of this game. <laughs> Mega Man X bears many similarities to marijuana. Like marijuana, it's not addictive. In fact, I wanted to stop playing it nearly instantaneously. Um... I mean, most people would probably start this review by discussing the original Mega Man X for SNES, but great game it, it was, and I, I I could easily I could easily do this and explain in great detail all the things I loved about Mega Man X, but there's no point in doing that for this review because none of those things are in Mega Man X for iOS. <laughs> First of all, the game is far easier than the Super Nintendo version. It's it's a dumbed down version of it. The only challenge oh. in this game stems from the controls, which are awful. As expected. Which I expected. Console style controls on a touchscreen are awful? That's hard to believe. I know, but <laughs> this is like a new level. I like I knew it would be bad. I did not expect it to be this bad. I would like I would try to turn around, like turn on and just I would dash into an abyss yeah. instead of just, you know, nudging the controller like to turn myself around just a little bit. I would just go charging off into a pit. And that's the only reason that I ever died, pretty much. Forget climbing a ladder. It's it's so bad that under the cheat section, there's an option to enable that you called auto-climb ladders. Because, <laughs> like, I literally spent ten minutes trying to climb a ladder. I had to keep redoing the jumps because I would jump, try to grab the ladder in midair, fail, and fall down several platforms and have to start over. Ugh. Well, climbing ladders is notoriously one of the hardest parts of platform gaming. Yeah, I mean, pressing the up button, that's super hard. <laughs> it's right next to going indoors. And Mega Man X for iOS is the greatest challenge. <laughs> and aside from the, you know, control issues, and which are, you know, one of the bigger problems with it, the game just looks awful. Like, I don't know how... An iOS game looks worse than a 20-year-old Super Nintendo game. Well, didn't they redo the graphics to make them, like, fancy and flat as opposed to pixel graphics? They what? did, but it looks awful. It looks like somebody went in, like, a lot of the landscapes, it looks like somebody went into Adobe Illustrator <laughs> and yeah. just drew shapes on flat colors <laughs> for, like, five minutes. And like, you know what? We're, we're good. We're good. Let's, let's, let's release this. It, it, you know what it kind of looked like? Homestar Runner. <laughs> yeah, you aren't wrong. Like, one of the things that was great about Mega Man X for Super Nintendo was the approach it took to storytelling, because Mega Man had never really had much of a story before. Yeah. And yeah. Mega Man X, 
I mean, it's certainly nowhere on the same level as even a lot of portable games today. Mm-hmm. But it introduced like a much darker dystopian future for the Mega Man universe. And, you know, there was dialogue, there was characterization. Mega Man himself was like, he was very conflicted about what he was doing, you know, killing other reploids. And mm-hmm. um, it, it, it introduced interesting characters. And I feel like a lot of that gets skipped in this port, and I have no idea why. Like, for an iOS game, they could have done beautifully drawn anime cutscenes. Yeah. You know, they they could have done so much more than they did, and they just didn't. Now, what what they did do right is, the, the music is every bit as great as it was in the original game. Is it untouched? Pretty much. It it, it do, I couldn't notice any, any differences. And I'm not as familiar with any of the Mega Man X games as I am with, like, the classic Mega Man series. Mm-hmm. But like it sounds just as good. Like I I can't detect any any changes they made to it. A couple of things sticking with the whole you know making sure you know you're playing an iOS game. They have microtransactions, of course. For what? <laughs> oh well, you know how um, Mega Man X can upgrade himself. Oh yeah. no! You can buy those upgrades rather than uh, finding them in the levels. Period. So you can get all of the health boosts for 99 cents. Or you can get all of the armor upgrades. So, you know, like his armor, his helmet, his, um, his enhanced arm cannon, and his dash boots for $1.99. How much is the Hadouken? Well, that's something you don't buy it separately. It comes with the full set for $1.99. Oh, of course. Um, <laughs> the, uh, you can buy all of the robot master weapons. For a dollar ninety nine, so you don't have to, you know. Well, how much is the ask? Like, how much do you pay just to download the game? The game itself is five bucks, which is way too much fucking That's money. That's outrageous. Yeah. You can buy. You can pay three ninety nine for all of the content. You know, all the health boosts, all armor upgrades, all weapons, and all the sub tanks. You know, those energy tanks that you could find hidden in the levels. Uh-huh. Yeah. You can buy all of those for ninety nine cents, or you can get the entire thing for four bucks. You know what else you can do? tell Capcom to go fuck themselves? (laughs) (laughs) I do frequently, but no. Go on your Wii or Wii U, download the superior version for like, what, $7, $8? It's eight bucks, yeah. Eight bucks, and play one of the best games of all time in the way it's meant to be played, pretty much. Completely unadulterated, a version that won't make you blind with anger. I <laughs> Let me tell you about the new level of anger I ascended to while playing this game. I stopped swearing and sat there quaking in rage in complete silence. <laughs> Eyes wide with fury. <laughs> that is how angry this game made me. Capcom, this is how serial killers are born. <laughs> yeah. Something you have to understand about Kevin's anger is that it is defined by cursing. That is the the most eloquent swearing person I've ever heard. I I ran out of curse words for this game, and I sat in silence. <laughs> so yeah, the, the the verdict on this game is: do not, under any circumstances, purchase it. In fact, if it ever goes free download, still don't download it. It's not worth your time. It's not worth your frustration. Pay eight dollars on the Wii Virtual Console. Get the actual game. It's the, the, this game is ridiculous bullshit, and no one should have to have to endure this. And Capcom, you should be ashamed of yourself. I'm particularly enjoying your review because it reminds me of me trying to play any Mega Man game on an emulator back in the day when I was like 17. That sounds like a great transition. I know. I was just thinking what a great transition it was because I'm awful at Mega Man, and it made me furious. I remember the first game you can't shoot up and like stuff comes at you from above and you it's very annoying and I'm terrible at platform games so Mega Man in general the answer is be better at platform games just yeah yeah I can't I failed <laughs> but so emulators are great I think emulation is awesome how about that mark <laughs> I'm going to put out a little disclaimer here. Like, we can still be friends after this, after this segment, even though we might not want to be. <laughs> Uh-oh. Continue. When I was, like, 16, I, um, this was, importantly to note, 
This was before the time of $8 ports and remakes for every platform on Earth. There, this was a dark period of the PlayStation 1 and 2 where you couldn't get Final Fantasy VI for love or money because everybody who already had a Super Nintendo had that game, and they weren't going to get rid of it because it's amazing. You're damn right. <laughs> yeah. There's a market now for like Super Nintendos and Nintendo cartridges, you know, but... If you're if you're a 16 year old with no income, like it's hard to go out and find that stuff. So I emulated it because I really I heard great things about Final Fantasy VI and I really wanted to play it. And it's one of the best games I ever played. And I don't think I ever would have been able to play it until like a few years ago when it got ported to like everything. You know, there was a version of it for the PlayStation One. You degenerate. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Eventually. Eventually, for the PlayStation right. One, they they released it, it was it was an anthology of Final Fantasy V and VI on the same game disc. I don't even scenes. remember that. All right, well, whatever. I still emulated it because I didn't have thirty dollars to spend on old Final Fantasy games. Yeah. So it was it was a good idea, and I emulated a lot of stuff. That's how I got into Pokemon. Um, that's how. I discovered really weird Japanese fighting games based on Dragon Ball Z. Which oh, was yeah. awesome. Uh, there were a few games that I tried. Oh, that's how I played Chrono Trigger? Oh, my God. Yeah, me too. I would not deprive anyone of Chrono Trigger. Like, if you want to emulate it, go ahead. But now you can get it more easily than that, I think. But it's still free. When I was, when I was like, 20 and I had my first apartment, we had dial-up internet. Yeah. I would just, like... Before I went to bed, download some ROMs, and then, because it would take all night, uh, <laughs> wake up in the morning to some new video games. ROMs don't even take any time to download now, because they're, they're like two megabytes. These were Neo Geo ROMs, though. Oh, yeah. They're, and, and MAME arcade emulators and stuff. Yeah, so um, I think, I think emu- also emulation, it lets you just experience stuff that you can't normally be able to. And then, like, half the stuff that I played made me, like, a lifelong, like, Pokemon. I've spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on the Pokemon franchise, thanks to being exposed to it by emulation. Like, I have mixed feelings about things like music piracy and stuff, and software piracy is a big deal now. But if you're gonna, if you're gonna emulate a game that's 20 years old, I mean, even, even when you can buy stuff like that, they're not making that much money off of it. Still illegal, though. Well, sure. I mean, technically it's illegal. Copyrights don't expire for, like, 75 years, so Nintendo has every right to keep re-releasing the original Super Mario Brothers for $5 on every console they make until the, the year, you know, 2060 or whatever when that that, that one expires. And well, I don't see a reason for them to stop doing it. As, you know, when they're offering it in a legal format for I mean I feel like five dollars is a reasonable price for that game yeah I don't see why they shouldn't and at that point my stance on emulation is that if it's available freely you know and I don't mean freely as in like no charge but if it's mm-hmm. available en mass like a lot of digital formats are now with the Wii virtual console and everything wh- I don't think it's right to emulate it in that case because I would gladly pay $8 to play Mega Man X again if I didn't still have my original Super Nintendo game. Yeah, well, that's one of those cases where, like, obtaining that original cartridge is a little more expensive. It's cheaper to buy the virtual console version. Right, but at that point, I I feel like it's robbing the company to, Mm. you know, to to not buy it on the virtual console. Whereas, like, if if you're buying it secondhand, like, if it's a game, like, for example, using Earthbound as an example, I would, up until a couple of months ago, I would not have had a problem with someone emulating Earthbound because there was no other way to buy it unless you find it in the original cartridge format and, you know, it's going to be, like, 80 bucks or yeah. $100 well, or however much it is well, yeah, for that game, which is ridiculous. And, the, the you know, Nintendo is not getting a cent of that. That's true. Definitely if there's, like, a good port, like the virtual console one, that makes perfect sense. Like, definitely you should buy it just because. Yeah. It's almost certainly worth the money if you're interested enough to go out of your way looking for it. My feelings about emulation are very similar to my feelings about the hacking of games like Pokemon. Like, It feels to me like a lot of, like, first world entitlement kind of bullshit. Like, 
like, why do you deserve to play it for free? Why do you, like, why is it okay for you to steal it? Like, are you making some kind of statement, like, down with the man? Or are you just lazy <laughs> and, like, as an artist especially, like, to see my work bastardized and, and reproduced for for just whoever, by whoever, like, would suck. In general, it's it's the same stance that I take with software piracy. Like, even though, I mean, I love Nintendo, so if they put a game out that I want, I will I will pay them money for it and have no issue with it. But even for corporations that I despise, like Adobe, I own legal versions of the Adobe Creative Suite. It costs a yeah, lot of too. money, but I'm a professional graphic designer, and out of respect for, you know, them as professionals, I paid money for it, rather than yeah. using a pirated copy. Well, it's the responsible adult thing to do. Exactly. And a lot of people use that whole second copy thing as their excuse for emulation, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Supposedly, if you, you own a copy of the game, you're allowed to have a copy of the game, but <laughs> whether you have that copy or not, you can't download the ROM and play it for, you know, from the internet and have that be legal. That is not legal. I don't know. what. Um, I think our listener wanted to know sort of avenues on the mobile platforms for emulation. Um, I'm not sure, are you familiar with any of that, Emrys? Well, there's, you can basically write an emulator for any kind of system, as long as the system specs for the original system aren't like too... Like, you couldn't emulate a PlayStation 3 on the phone, but you can easily yeah. do like a Super Nintendo. So, I mean, I know that there's um, emulators out there for Android for... Uh, Super Nintendo and Game Boy stuff. Yeah, I don't really know how you get the ROMs for them. I'm curious about that, but they're definitely emulators. You recently played Pokemon Red and Blue on an emulator for your phone, didn't you? Or was that on your it, computer? It was on my computer, yeah. I, I did that with Advance Wars, too, because I couldn't get a hold of the original Game Boy stuff. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of emulators right now for, I believe, iPhone and Android. I know I've seen a Nintendo, a Super Nintendo, a Game Boy, a Game Gear, and even a mm -hmm. DOS one where you can play the old DOS games. The the subject of legality is kind of interesting because there's mm. there's sort of a culture in PC software for abandonware, which is like software that's really really old, like old games like System Shock One. Ooh. Yeah. That. This was a few years ago when I was interested in Abandonware, but, like, um, there are games that are considered classics that you just can't find any other way. Like, Grim Fandango. Like, mm -hmm. I've never played Grim Fandango because it's just not sold. Yeah. You know, and I'd, I'd love to. So they don't even have that one on Steam? Nope. No, That's not crazy. yet. Yeah, the whole the whole LucasArts catalog is in sort of a state of... I bet, yeah. I would love to go back and play TIE Fighter. I've never played it. Right. You never played that? I didn't have a system that could run it at the time, you know? I think right. that was the only game that I played in 10th grade. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, uh, and a lot of uh, companies actually release the source code for their games many oh, wow. years after the game's obsolete. Yeah, like, the full source code, I'm pretty sure, is available for, I can't think of an example, maybe Doom, because there, so there are so many copies of Doom where the engine has been rewritten for, like, 3D graphics. Yeah, I've and seen stuff that. and like hardware acceleration. Technically, the the Doom file, like the game file that you use to play the game, is copyrighted still, and you you're not supposed to have that unless you bought the game. But like that's that's easy to find. So the legality, I think, is really it's really strange for really old software, which is where a lot of emulation comes in. Is just for playing uh, old games the way they were sort of designed to be played, like, without any of the remixes and stuff. Yeah, that's the stuff that I'm like, it's, I have a hard time fighting. Like, because, like I said, I would love to go back and play TIE Fighter. Yeah. If, even if I have to emulate it. But when it comes to stuff like people hacking, like, they're trying to hack the 3DS right now, and what that's going right. to lead to is piracy. Piracy is what destroyed the Dreamcast, my favorite <laughs> system of all time. I think the Dreamcast so... had a lot of problems. It, that was the only one. How dare you? <laughs> okay, that, okay. That and the PlayStation 2 launched a year after it came out, but that was it. It was it was revolutionary. It did a lot of things. It may have been a little bit too soon for some of them. Like, how good was 56K online gaming? Yeah. Um, not bad. I played Fantasy Star Online that way, and it was 
every bit as good as when you and I played Fantasy Star Zero on the DS. Yeah, but we had a lot of problems with that. Did we? <laughs> well, we that was that was router. That was like I think that was like router issues and stuff. That wasn't that wasn't the fault of the game or anything. And I also played. I used to play Quake with the Dreamcast oh, yeah. mouse and keyboard. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had like every peripheral. It was sad. It was a great system, though. I was still my favorite of all time. It had good games too. Soul Caliber. I sold my my modern gaming collection to move to California, and I'm mm. still trying to accumulate some of that stuff back. Little did I know that I had a ton of rare Dreamcast games that are now like hundreds of dollars to to reobtain. Well, maybe Virtual Console someday. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to emulate them. I'm still trying to find that blessed Shenmue Two import version. Is that what you had? No, no, I didn't have that. That's that's like my holy grail right now. Video games is. The PAL, there's a European version of Shenmue 2. Mm-hmm. I, I one time saw it on a shelf at a freaking like, EB Games or GameStop. Wow. And passed it up, and I still regret it to this day because it was cheaper then than it is now. <laughs> wow. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Well, but wouldn't you like to play that game? Yeah, but I... You can. Just like with Earthbound, I refused to emulate Earthbound. Um, I wanted to play it on Nintendo's terms, I guess, and I. It, 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 this one paid off. It, it often doesn't, but you know, finally we got it on Wii U, and I really, really love that game. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna see Shenmue Two again. You are evil man. <laughs> am I? Am I aggravating you? I'm sorry. I didn't mean. I'm... No, you're not aggravating me. You're tempting <laughs> me like Satan. I'm just saying. Like, I know there's an element of. Um, like instant gratification that goes into emulation, which is a little right. distasteful, but there's a lot of culture to gaming, you know? Yeah. And like people say that it's not like Roger Ebert claimed that it's not an art form. But like it, it there's there's so much like experiences that you can have just by playing games that come from our heritage, you know? Oh yeah. So it, it it matters if you've like never played Chrono Trigger, you're legitimately missing out on like a real experience. Yeah, and you can go on Amazon and buy it for like fifteen dollars for the DS. Fifteen dollars is a <laughs> lot. Like, and it's not bad. Or you it's can on the virtual it, console. Isn't it on the virtual console for like eight dollars? I believe so. Now it is. Now it is. You right. know, we do live in a different time, and I acknowledge that. You know, I'm not asking you about emulation from like twenty years ago. I'm asking you about emulation now. I still think it's. I still think it's fine. Like, well, it's the only way to play old Pokemon games. That's you know, true. Unless, yeah. you pay, unless you go to a thrift store and happen upon a copy of Red or Blue. Yeah, so you can get gangbanged by gravelers in the freaking second <laughs> cave you go into. <laughs> if you don't have a 3DS, like it's actually a lot of investment to get Chrono Trigger, right? Like you have to have the system to play it on. Regular DS. All right, still like a hundred bucks to get the system. Sure, okay, fine. But we're getting into that sense of entitlement thing we were talking about earlier. Yeah, but like, okay, I don't want to pay that much, so I deserve to play it for free. Like things cost money, and the companies <laughs> that make them define how much money that costs. If if you want to pay it, uh, if you want to play it, you have to pay that cost, or I guess be a criminal. What do you What do you think of of like? The Mona Lisa. You can go, you can fly to Paris, and you can see it in the Louvre, right? So would you be okay with the Louvre just saying, no more pictures of the Mona Lisa anywhere on Earth? You mean, um... It's copyrighted. All the, all the existing pictures have to be deleted. Right. Not on Google Images, nowhere. You gotta come to the Louvre if you want to see it. I'm kinda okay with that, you know, because I, I'm the type of person that would love to do that anyway. Leonardo da Vinci is dead. It's... It's been a while. the The copyright is up on it. Right. So. We're only supporting the Louvre, but because I think that's that's crazy to to lock up art that's culturally relevant just because you want to make a profit on it. I know. I know. That's that's yeah. But at the same time, you're arguing against two people who use art to make their living. I know. No, believe me, I'm fully aware of that, and I, I'm totally aware of that. But beyond the scope of emulation itself it's a really like complex issue of intellectual property and actually like the world is going crazy about that right now like you have people like banksy who who spray paint their art all over walls for free you know Mm -hmm. and he's all he he doesn't even nobody knows who he is i think but he doesn't get paid like his art's 
hugely known across the world. That's his personal choice, though. Well, yeah. yeah. All right. He's not saying, you know what? Here's here's my art. I want this amount of money for it. And people will be like, no, man, it's not worth that. I'm not giving it to you. Sure. And at the same time, the the whole the whole thing of gaming through emulators, I think it loses a little bit. Like for for example, think about how you know, like one of your favorite music albums from you know before the Napster era, and like how much more that meant to you than when you could just go on the internet and download an album at a whim, even even though it took, like, a day on 56K modem <laughs> speeds. You know, right. like, it meant, like, th- that music meant so much more when you went out and, like, actually had to sit down and, like, take the time to appreciate it. And it's, I think it's the same way with gaming, where, like, you go out, you buy a game. I, I wouldn't be nearly as attached to A Link to the Past if I had had another 20 games immediately available after I finished it. That is... Absolutely true, because back in the days when I was emulating, you download a ton of games, you played each one for me, you know, generally, this is generalizing, but you'd play each one a little bit, but you'd never really commit to them. You devalue them by doing it that way, and at least for me, subconsciously, or maybe even consciously, I knew I was devaluing them, and they didn't mean as much to me, and they're just throwaways, you know? Right, you say it in the sense of, like, the means of art appreciation, and everything, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's appreciating the art less when you consume it rapidly and just move on to the next thing immediately, or without even finishing it. See, I never did that, you know, like, I, I played all the way through Final Fantasy VI until it got to the point where I, I just couldn't, I couldn't win because I only had three characters who were high enough level, but... I, I had the cartridge, and I played it for, like, six months. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I played it for a really long time, and I uh, I played Chrono Trigger all the way through too. You know, I didn't really like give up yeah. on these games, and, and they were right. very meaningful. And that's as good. far as like pirating music goes, I'm pretty sure that's how I was exposed to Nine Inch Nails originally. And like now, I'm a huge mm-hmm. fan, and I buy their albums. I buy. Yeah. I went to a concert a while back. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I wouldn't have done that if I hadn't been able to get it for free and listen to it. And I don't, yeah. I don't really like endorse piracy. I try to now that I'm 30, you know, I try to buy everything that I can. Yeah. But uh, it's not, it's not a cut and dry. Well, I, it's not a, a simple matter of of just you should you should spend money on everything and and appreciate it because you worked hard for it. Sometimes like like libraries, you know, if you want to read a book, sometimes you get to go to the library and and read it for free. But that's not co- costing the author money. Well, we're still in a in a place where software is making these things unscarce, and as a like a society, we have not been able to cope with. We have not adjusted to the fact that now so much of what we consume is just copyable, like video games and and movies and stuff, because it used to be hard to get a hold like. You know, in the Gutenberg days, a book was, like, the most valuable thing you could own next to a horse. And now, you know, e-books, they're, they're just freely copyable. And I, I thought you were talking about Steve Gutenberg, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 the, the, the printer guy. Sorry. It's okay. But w- I think it's an, interesting, it's an interesting transition in our society. And, like, I, I agree, you know, that there should be... You should pay for stuff that you want mm-hmm. to to enjoy, but I also think that being able to expose yourself to something that you wouldn't otherwise be able to is a is a valuable thing. And I, I don't like that. I don't like the idea that emulators and people who write them and people who use them could be subject to imprisonment for it. Uh, I think they should be fined, but imprisonment's a little silly. <laughs> Even being fined is ridiculous. What a hundred dollars plus like fees and everything just for playing Chrono Trigger for stealing somebody else's intellectual property, not for yeah, playing right. Chrono Trigger. <laughs> but it's the same thing. Like, <laughs> no, you're 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 making it out to be about them just playing a game and being fined for it, when in reality, it's stealing somebody's intellectual property, is taking somebody else's work and not compensating them. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I think a little bit of that is okay. Okay. Well. 
Uh, a quick Google search will get you uh, the emulators that you are looking for, listener. I forget your name. Nathan. Nathan, thank you. We're gonna have to wrap this up. I think we're yeah, we're starting yeah. to beat we're starting to beat the old dead horse, but um, it was good to get it off our chests, you know. And and hopefully the listeners enjoyed it and maybe gained a little bit from it. Um, so December first will be our next episode. I th- we haven't decided the games that we are going to play. Um, we would love to be able to do full on reviews of at the very least Zelda for the 3DS. But it comes out so close to when we need to record that we're not going to be able to do that until mid-December. So just before Christmas, you will get a very special Portable Power Podcast Zelda-centric episode. So December 1st, I think we're going to give some love back to the um, mobile platforms like iPhone, Android. Because we've kind of, kind of been neglecting them lately. Uh, until then, you know where to find us on iTunes. That's where you got us, right? Yeah. Download yeah. us. Subscribe to us. Give us some stars and some words of rating. Preferably Please. five stars and pleasant <laughs> things. We would appreciate it. Also, portablepower.popularoutcast.com is where you can find us. And make sure to use that purple Amazon banner to do your Amazon shopping sans cookies so that the Popular Outcasts can receive that Skrilla. Yeah, Christmas is coming up. You're going to have some shopping you need to do. Why not, uh, you know, why go out to the mall and deal with the unwashed masses where you can sit in the comfort of your own home, pull out your credit card, and just make purchases and benefit the popular outcasts? Benefit the unwashed masses of the popular outcasts. (laughs) (laughs) We're also on Twitter, uh, at PortablePowerFM, and that's a happening place to be. Yeah. Uh, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Portable Power Podcast. Like us, friend us, talk to us. We've been getting a few uh, people talking to us on there. It's been nice. I know. Yeah, it's, it's been exciting. a lot of fun. It's those pictures we post. Yeah. All they're the Pokemon nice pictures. pictures. They're, they're good pictures. Yeah. And finally, email us, portablepowerpodcast at gmail.com, and we can make more episodes and content such as this one. It was exactly. all based upon requests. So, yeah, that's us. See you on December 1st, and until then, stay drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're in a 12-step program, then uh, soldier on. Yeah. (laughs) Good night, everyone. Good night. Bye-bye.